Who's ready to rock today, Fire Nation? JLD here, and welcome to episode 1721 of EO Fire, where I chat with today's most inspiring entrepreneurs seven days a week. And if you're ready to turn your funnels on fire, I have a free step-by-step course for you at FunnelOnFire.com. Now let's chat with today's featured guest, Robert Bobby Klink. Bobby, are you prepared to ignite? I am excited to to talk with you today, JLD. Bobby's a best-selling author and intellectual property attorney who helps entrepreneurs, startups, and innovators harness the power of their intellectual property and reduce exposure to lawsuits or brand challenges. He's currently working on another book, an overall intellectual property guide for entrepreneurs. Bobby, take a minute, fill in some gaps from that intro and give us a little glimpse of your personal life. I'm happy to be here. Um, as you said, I'm an intellectual property attorney, but really I think of myself uh, primarily as an entrepreneur first. Uh, I have my own law firm uh, and I um, have been running it for almost uh, four years now and I uh, help uh, other people who are on the same quest as I am. Uh, from a personal perspective, I'm married. I have a three and a half year old daughter. I've got uh, two wonderful dogs that keep me very busy. And uh, it's been a busy week for me. I just had my uh, parents and uh, brother in town and they just left today. So I'm looking forward to a, a bit of calm after a storm. <laughs> you know, I can't say that uh, I don't know what you're going through because I do. Kate's parents were just in town from April 2nd to May 2nd. That was an entire month, four weeks in Puerto Rico, which is where Kate and I live. And uh, it was quite a quite a full house because I had my family come and visit during that time. Her aunt and uncle came and visited during that time. It's just one big open house family here for a little while. But now the storm has passed. The calm has descended. I can do my interviews again without people running around slamming doors. <laughs> so Bobby, let's move on to what you consider your area of expertise. Break it down for us in just a couple sentences. My area of expertise is helping entrepreneurs and small companies uh, create a strategy to use uh, to harness basically their intangible assets and use them to their benefit. Uh, I uh, generally do the high level strategy work and then uh, find cheaper ways for them to actually execute on things like filing trademarks. I don't want them to pay me at my hourly rate to do that. We can find cheaper ways to do that. But uh, I'm basically an IP strategist for small companies and entrepreneurs. What's something in that area of expertise that you often find that we as entrepreneurs don't know, but it would really be helpful if we did? The thing that most entrepreneurs don't realize is how important intellectual property is uh, to their business and generally to the value they're creating. Um, By most estimates of uh, people who create valuations of companies, intellectual property and intangible assets represent somewhere between 40% of the value of your company and 95% of the value of your company, depending on what kind of business you are. And you know, JLD, for most of your listeners, you're going to be on the high end because you're not someone who has a big manufacturing plant or mm. something like that. Instead, most of the value you're creating is in your brand. It's in uh, the the works you're creating, whether it's courses or books or some kind of creative content. And so it will tend to be that more than half of the value of your company 
comes from your intangible assets or your intellectual property. And a lot of entrepreneurs don't do that, don't know that. And strangely, then a lot of entrepreneurs have no plan to deal with it and no strategy for it, in spite of the fact that it is their biggest uh, class of assets. Well, Bobby, you may or may not know this, but one of my worst life moments was actually going to law school. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I went to law school. I was ready to go. I was 27 years old. I had been an officer in the army for four years. I was ready to buckle down, get to work. I come from a family of lawyers and judges, and I just hated it. So I quit. I dropped out after one semester, which looking back, I'm really thankful for. But at the time, it was a really low, low moment in my life because I really had no next plan. That being said, what is your worst entrepreneurial business moment to date? Like, Take us to that moment, Bobby. Tell us that story. Well, take you to the moment, and then I'll go back to tell you how I got there. Okay. The moment was I was holding a two-month – my daughter, when she was two months old, with no job, no business, and no clear idea of what I was going to do next. And I found myself there because I had made one of the classic mistakes that entrepreneurs make and that now I counsel all of my clients not to make even though it's not strictly an intellectual property issue. That was about four years before that. I was coming out of a job as a federal prosecutor trying to decide what to do, whether to go back to the more established firm where I'd worked before or this small entrepreneurial shop with uh, two other attorneys. And I chose the, the latter uh, under this promise that I had to pay um, or I had a salary, but I understood the firm didn't have cash flow and I wasn't going to be paid regularly. I would only get paid when the firm had money. And what we didn't do, however, was – put anything in writing about how I would ever formally become a partner or an actual member of the firm with an equity stake. And so we went along perfectly fairly. They treated me fairly while I was there. We were actually splitting the, the profits almost evenly. They got a little bit more than me, but not a lot. But then my wife got pregnant and I said, you know, I need to actually formalize this because the problem was I had all the downside risk. If we didn't have a good year, if we didn't have revenue come in, didn't have profit, I got nothing. But I had no guaranteed part of the upside. I had a salary, which was about what I would have gotten paid uh, at an established firm. So I talked to them about that. And those talks proceeded in fits and starts. Um, but then it was in late February um, where uh, a dis we finally started to have the discussion seriously. And over the course of two days, it became perfectly clear to me that I was going to have to leave that firm. Mm. And so literally this was – the discussions really started on a Friday when kind of they made a proposal to me that kind of made my jaw drop. Um, then we talked again on Now, in what Sunday. way do you mean your jaw dropped? Well, and again, sitting here, I don't even remember. But so we had had some discussions at the end of the year about kind of percentage splits is what we were talking about. And the practice we had, we had a lot of cases on contingency. So a lot of them, we had a lot of cases that were building up equity from the time I was there that hadn't yet paid off because these were big cases, potentially millions of dollars coming in. And so what I had proposed to him is said, hey, give me as little as possible of the, the cases that came in in the past mm -hmm. to get us as close to pot, to even, not even, but you guys get a little bit more, but as close to even as possible for cases that come in the door today and going forward. And again, I, like I said, sitting here today, I don't remember what the proposal was, but it seemed to be – I mean it was worse – from my perspective than what we had been talking about at the end of the year. And kind of the end of the year was when I was on paternity leave, I guess you could say. And so I was just floored 
um, and we started talking about it. And the problem was then we had this conference call on Sunday. So Friday we'd had the first discussion. Then Sunday we proceeded to have this conference call. And JLD, I don't know if you've ever dealt with this, but the problem is when you're talking about this, anytime you're trying to explain why you're worth more, you're almost inherently saying why the other people should get less. And so it often ends up with a discussion where people's feelings get hurt and can get hurt because things are said about a value or lack of value uh, for one party or another. And, you know, it was there was some of that on that call on Sunday, but more importantly, just where things were left, I knew our numbers weren't going to be able to get to a place that uh, I was ever going to be accept, able to accept. I mean, part of it was literally the numbers they were proposing were going to be like a two-third pay cut from what I had been getting um, with all the risk. So I said, that's just you know not doable. I can't handle that. So again, I, I sat there on that Sunday night with my two-month-old baby and looked over at my wife and my brother-in-law happened to be there. And I said, we got to go to my office. And literally I went and picked up my personal effects and dropped off the things um, that I had in my house that were, um, you know, uh, the businesses. And that was the end. And so I, at that moment, had to decide what I wanted to do with my life without any clients, without a business, without anything. And that's when I launched my own firm, Clink LLC. But, you know, at the time it wasn't clear and I didn't know what I was going to do in that moment. Now, Fire Nation, this is a lawyer that didn't dot the I's, that didn't cross the T's when he first started. And you can't be too hard on yourself for not doing the same. But that doesn't give you the excuse that when you now are hearing this and you know that, hey, those unsettled things that aren't written down in contracts and signed and stuff, those things need to come up sooner than later because you don't want to get blindsided or have that conversation down the road when you've already spent more time, energy, and effort you know, building somebody else's dream and business up to get that kind of response that Bobby got. So Bobby, what do you want to make sure our listeners get from that story? If it's not in writing, it didn't happen is kind of a motto I live by now. And I stress to people, part of why you want to get things in writing is to make sure everyone's on the same page from the beginning. Because a lot of these disputes are just people didn't even really have a a meeting of the minds originally. And there will not be an easier time. Waiting will only make it worse. So if you have one of these partnerships or kind of unspoken agreements with someone, you need to get that hammered out today and get get a written agreement. Doesn't need to be complicated. Don't need to hire someone like me to do it, but get something in writing signed by uh, everybody involved just so that uh, there's some document out there setting out the agreement. What's one of the greatest ideas you've had today, Bobby? Like, take us to one of those aha moments where, you know, you had that business shift or that, you know, thing that happened and that turned into a success. Kind of walk us through that story. But first, you know, take us to that moment the idea happened and then how you executed it. Looking back, this one is also a a duh kind of moment. But um, so when I launched my firm, I didn't stick a stake in the ground and say, I'm an intellectual property alert, even though that's what I was and that's what I did. I I tried to cast a wide net and say, I I do this and I do that. And and it was kind of all over the board. So I couldn't – I had no elevator pitch. I couldn't explain what I did to a potential client. I couldn't explain what I did to a potential – or to my friends and colleagues so they could refer people to me. I tried to just be everything to everybody. It was kind of like somebody would walk into a restaurant and – They'd be like, what do you guys order? What do you guys serve here? And they can be like, well, what do you want to eat? And you're like, well, I don't know. I kind of want to eat like what you're really good at serving and cooking here. 
Yeah. You know, and at the time I basically said I would do anything that was related to it, to litigation or a lawsuit is kind of a, is what I was trying to pitch myself as, including I, I even at some point pitched myself as as writing briefs for other lawyers. So, I mean, it was just all over mm-hmm. the board and, and it made no sense. And, you know, I, I was stumbling along and I was doing OK. But then I started working with a business coach. It's a, a woman who helps lawyers uh kind of in their business development efforts. And her first question is, what kind of lawyer are you? And that forced me to, to stick a stake in the ground and say, I am an intellectual property lawyer. But that was only the first step. The next step was she said, okay, well, what industry do you want to focus on? And she had in mind that I was going to think, say, telecommunications or internet of things or something like that. And as I thought about it, I couldn't come up with any a particular subject matter that really either I could say, hey, I have a specialized knowledge about or I really want to be in this. But I had actually been listening to you for a while at that point, JLD, and, and your podcast. And I said, you know what? What I really want to do is work with entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. That's what I want to do. And so that was the next shift to say I'm an intellectual property lawyer for entrepreneurs. And that's how all of a sudden – I can tell everybody I know what I do, who I serve, and they know exactly who to send to me. I can speak to my potential clients in marketing and advertising and promotions. And it, it that was a seismic shift, which again, like I said, now it's duh. Of course I should have specialized and focused and, and had my client avatar, but I just didn't at the beginning. This is a good test, Fire Nation. If you want to know you have a powerful niche, go to your close friends, you know, people that you talk to often, your friends, your family, and say, hey, how would you describe in detail what I do? And if they can't share with clarity, you're flat out failing because guess what? There's opportunities when they're talking to other people that they can become, they can have great referrals for you. They can refer you to others that make sense if they know what you do. And the problem with Bobby is, you know, he couldn't even clarify what he did specifically. So of course his friends and family couldn't, but now when he's got this so clear and everybody listening right now knows, wow, I know I need to use Bobby for X, Y, or Z because I've been listening to this show and like, you know, this is stuff that I know I want to really be focusing on and this is stuff that I need for my business it's really that clear. I'm sure people are going to be listening to the show and you have friends right now that need this stuff. You've had conversations in mastermind meetings where people be like, oh, I really need to square this part of my business away. You're like, oh, I just heard EO Fire and this guy, this lawyer, Bobby, he does this exact thing. This is what he specializes in. And of course you want to go to a specialist. You know, if I'm going to have a surgery on my brain, you know, I'm not going to go to an ear, nose and throat doctor. Like I'm going to a brain surgeon. So think about that stuff. Now, Bobby, here we are today, 2017. What are you most fired up about? I am most fired up that I am uh, just in the early process of kind of launching a new initiative, uh, and I'm going to put it under the brand of Protect Your Genius, but I'm going to launch a online course or series of online courses and, and a new book that the whole point of it is going to be to help entrepreneurs so that I can essentially help people at every price point to do uh, deal with their intellectual property problems. So for someone who can only afford a book, hey, there will be a book that you can afford. For someone who needs a little bit more, there'll be online courses, but you know, it, it'll be cheaper than hiring me to do it for you. That'll be kind of a, you know, guided, you get the education, then you do it yourself. And then for the folks who obviously want a little bit more, I will have my uh, law firm practice where I can actually provide the service. But I'm very excited about that. I'm, I'm actually in the process of developing the course now and, and going to do, um, be doing kind of uh, more professional uh, videography just so that it's a high quality course. And that's what's got me really excited right now. 
Well, let me say in one word, Bobby, genius. And if Fire Nation wanted to find out more, where could they? Uh, well, so you can always find out more uh, for now at my website is clinkllc.com. Um, and uh, that's just general there. There's a place there for information about online courses, which I'm developing now. Uh, I also uh, have some uh, information. There are, there are already some free resources like my books, which you can download for free if you give me an email address. But uh, that's where you can contact me very quickly and easily. ClinkLLC.com, and that's K-L-I-N-C-K-L-L-C.com. And Fire Nation, if you think you've been getting some value bombs thus far, just wait till the lightning rounds, where we'll be after we thank our sponsors. Successful entrepreneurs know how to set and accomplish goals. Those who struggle simply do not. And I have created a step-by-step guide for you to set your number one goal and accomplish that goal in 100 days. Allow me to introduce the Freedom Journal with over 17,000 sold to date. The Freedom Journal is the world's number one daily journal that will guide you in accomplishing your number one goal in 100 days. With daily tasks, nightly recaps, 10-day sprints, and quarterly reviews, you'll knock over that one big domino by day 100 and begin a chain reaction of awesome. To learn more, visit thefreedomjournal.com. After four years and over 1,600 EO Fire episodes, it is finally time, Fire Nation. My first book will be available in 2017. The title, How to Finally Win, Create Your Dream Life One Step at a Time. For years now, I've seen entrepreneurs scared to lose. Losing is not the problem. I lose every single day. The problem is, how can you finally win? Visit howtofinallywin.com for a sneak peek at the first chapter, gifts, details, and more. Howtofinallywin.com. Bobby, are you ready to rock the lightning rounds? I am ready to go. (laughs) What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? Safety. I, I have a pedigree that allowed me to have a very safe, very good job making a quarter of a million dollars. And it's hard to give up that safety sometimes to go out and launch uh, your own brand. But having done it, I'm so happy I did because I have so much more freedom to do what I want uh, as an entrepreneur than I ever would working for someone else. And Fire Nation, just remember this. Good is the enemy of great. So, Hey, if you want greatness, you got to give up the good. What's the best advice you've ever received? (laughs) It's funny that you just uh, talked about good and great because in some sense, it's the opposite. It's don't let um, great be the enemy of the good. Um, And my point of that is don't wait until it's perfect. Uh, Or so I guess maybe don't let uh, the perfect be the enemy of the good. Uh, But the idea is it's better to launch with a good product than to not launch until you have it perfect. Because if you do, you'll just be sitting there waiting forever. And I've done that myself. I relaunched my website at the beginning of this year with a new design, et cetera. And I'd been sitting on it for about eight months Mm. trying to tweak and perfect things. And I said, what am I doing? What I have now, you know, what I had in this kind of staging site was so much better already than what I had before. So I said, finally, I just said I went live with it and I said, I can always (laughs) improve it later. So uh, that's the piece of advice that uh, I've received from multiple people. And I I stress to others. Yeah, it's actually something that we use in the army, which is a good decision now is better than a great decision later because – on that battlefield, you might not live to make that great decision if you don't make a good decision now. So completely different concepts. You know, we were talking about before Fire Nation, if you're good right now, you're making a couple hundred K, life is good, you know, you're putting away five, ten thousand dollars a year, that's good. 
stay there if you're comfortable and that's what makes you happy. But if you want to be great, the good is going to be the biggest enemy of that greatness. What's a personal habit that contributes to your success? Mindfulness and, and mindfulness in multiple ways. Part of it is uh, I have a daily meditation or uh, uh, practice, which I need partly because I spend part of my day fighting with people in, in the litigation mm. side of my business. And so I need something to really ground me and keep me calm. But it's it's also in other parts of my day. Uh, I've started doing kind of the Pomodoro method or, or an adjusted version of it to try to keep me focused and mindful of what I'm doing and not worry about something else. Um, I, I do it in little things. Uh, when I'm with my wife, uh, actually this morning, we took the dogs for a walk. I didn't take my cell phone. I said, I, I don't want to be distracted. I just want to uh, go on a walk, talk and, and have this time with her, not interrupted by other people. Yeah. So uh, I, I think that's important because I'm actually able to focus on the thing I'm doing rather than not be doing a good job any place if I was trying to multitask. Well, Bobby, if you like the Pomodoro method, you will love the mastery journal. So check that out. Yep. <laughs> If you could recommend just one book, what would it be and why? Living Forward. Uh, and it, and I give that one as a, as a difference from a lot of your guests because I think a lot of guests are giving uh, suggestions about books about business. And I think the Living Forward, uh, the concept of life planning is incredibly important because we need to understand you know, what are our priorities in life? Why are we doing what we're doing? And that book will help you to create that uh, for yourself and to really have a very clear picture in your mind of – what you want in life, what the most important things are, and then you can prioritize uh, all of your daily tasks, your monthly tasks, your quarterly tasks. Bobby, let's end today on fire with a parting piece of guidance, the best way that we can connect with you, and then we'll say goodbye. Parting piece of guidance would be don't try to hit home runs. Uh, every day your goal should just be to do a little bit to move forward. If every day you go up and hit a single, uh, you're going to be so much better off and you're going to be in such an amazing place a year from now uh, versus if you slack off for multiple days and then try to hit a home run. And, you know, a lot of times you're going to strike out when you do that. So the goal, my goal, at least every day is to improve myself and to get better today so that when I go to bed today, I'm better than I was when I went to bed yesterday. And that's the piece of advice I'd give to people. Uh, as for contacting me, uh, my website, which we mentioned before, clinkllc.com, you can get a lot of good resources there. You can uh, contact me, set up a consultation there if you wanted to. Uh, also, I have a, a free course that people can sign up to at clinkllc.com forward slash fire. And that's a course that will uh, walk you through some of the biggest mistakes that intellectual or that uh, entrepreneurs make with respect to intellectual property and how to avoid them. Uh, then you can also reach out to me on Twitter is where I'm most active on uh, social media. And that's at Bobby Clink. Fire Nation, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And you've been hanging out with BK and JLD today. So keep up the heat and head over to eofire.com. Just type Robert or Bobby in the search bar. His show notes page will pop up with everything that we've been talking about today. These are the best show notes in the biz, timestamps, links galore. And of course, Fire Nation, this is something I'm not just saying that you should do. I'm like really, really saying that you should do this. You need to head over to clinkllc.com slash fire. Get this free gift that Bobby put together for you. This is priceless stuff. You can put in years and years of effort, sweat, blood, tears, and it can all be taken away if you don't do the things that are going to protect you. So that's clink, K-L-I-N-C-K, 
LLC.com slash fire. Get over there. I'm asking you, I'm begging you because I want your hard work, your efforts to continue to go forth so you can inspire others. Just get these things squared away first and then just focus on the biz and, and creating awesomeness. Bobby, thank you for sharing your journey with Fire Nation today. For that, we salute you and we'll catch you on the flip side. It's great being here. Hey, Fire Nation. Hope you enjoyed our chat with Bobby today. And if you're ready to master productivity, master discipline, and master focus, I mean, who isn't? You can do that in 100 days with The Mastery Journal. So visit themasteryjournal.com. Use promo code podcast because I want to thank you as a podcast listener for a nice little discount. And I will catch you there or I'll catch you on the flip side.